I was listening to a compilation of TV theme songs from the 90s. So mostly like cartoons and game shows and things like that. And I was thinking, and, and they put a lot of effort into TV theme songs back in the day. But do you know what doesn't have the t- um, theme songs? What doesn't have theme songs, Pete? Is pornography. Okay. Now, there's a market I realize that I might be able to corner. <laughs> if I just, I, I honestly considered, maybe I'll just pick up my guitar, waltz over to like Florida or LA or wherever they film the porns, and just be like, go up to these, you know, the respectable ones, the respectable porn production studios, and just be like, do you guys want some theme songs for your shoots? I'm and just wondering where I could come from. Like, just tell me some of your story ideas and I'll make them up. And just be like, they're college graduates and they're horny for the... I don't, I don't know, like... And, and we could we could gather some of the some of the people who act in these films as well to join in and have mm-hmm. a chorus or something. Have like a porn live aid. It is that pizza. It's not pizza. It's a dick. It's a dick in the box. <laughs> no... <laughs> This, this is the problem. <laughs> I think once you reveal like the sexual nature of the of the themes, the song kind of ends. <laughs> like you can't you can't you can't beat around the bush so with innuendo for an entire song. I mean, it's like it, it was like what, what else could you do? What else could you do? Sorry, I'm, well, I'm, I like, I like I'm now going into like Brody, Brody. Sorry, if you but if you write a song about a pizza actually being a dick, <laughs> there's not many porn shoots they could use that for. Um, That's a very specific situation. <laughs> oh right, so hold on. I I I was imagining a sort of like James Bond esque, like every porn movie gets its own. Uh, oh no 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 no! So it get, gets, I, gets its, I, I'm gets its own studio, theme song. Studio brand recognizability. You know, when people are tuning in, ready to ready to spectate spectate in some some sexual activity not done by themselves. Uh, they want that familiarity. Want they want that that seal of, of quality and uh, and something they recognise. And that's why my songs, my music, <laughs> is going to be integral to this viewership. I mean, you the problem really, as far as I'm concerned, Pete, is that um, you can play the guitar and uh, you play it very well, play it very nicely. You have uh, delightful finger noises, but that's one of my that's one of the shoots finger noises. But you can't play the trumpet and i'm sorry but uh it i think porn does kind of porn maybe not have like a theme tune but it does have uh, an orchestra section and that orchestra section is um instruments that go something no 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 no. you're making the goofiest are are you saying you want like full orchestra like Hans zimmer shit no 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 hold on no what's what is what is the porn instrument no it's not it's not brass what am i talking about it's a it's a guitar it's a guitar going that's pretty old though no i think i think that's a uh that's a harmful stereotype that my music is going to lead the industry away from Okay, all right. So, like, how no, are you going to... It's a serious so, career. So, right, right. And... All right, uh, Pete, uh, with absolutely no forward planning, <laughs> pitch me your acoustic guitar uh, porn track melody. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, it's too, it's too... No, it's, it's, it's too jolly. It's too jolly. I've got to work on it. There needs to be some, like, character, some, something... A little bit because you know you don't want to just be like jaunty and jolly during a section like i think that's a little too close to like carry on logic you know so that's why i've got a workshop i think it was very unfair of you to put me on the spot like that um but this is a real career path that i'm considering and that is why i like to announce that i'm cancelling sequels and reboots because from from um, i'm off to la Oh, well, we'd best make this uh, last episode. This we is the last episode of Sequels and Reboots, everyone. Now, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Adam... We're going to go out on a bang. <laughs> Literally. All right. Adam Brody. Yes. Would you like to attempt one more time to explain what we do here on this show? All right. For the, the last time, uh, it's been a good run. It's been a very good run. We, it's been a great run. We try to come up All four with... Episodes. Mm, on the basis that Hollywood is a is obsessed with sequels, it wants to make a sequel to everything. We thought, what about we get ahead of the game and we be the ones who make the sequels to absolutely everything. So here mm-hmm. at Sequels and mm-hmm. Reboots, uh, we, me and my co-host Peter Flynn uh, pitch to each other the sequels and reboots that Hollywood just doesn't have the fucking balls <laughs> 
to come up all with. The, all the execs are going to listen to our, <laughs> our pictures and our ideas and just feel real silly and be like, you know what, let's, let's just not touch that. It doesn't matter how much money it could make. They did it first. Good on them. Nah, we're pushing, we're pushing the boundaries of sequel making, man. We are, we're tearing down the doors within right, a pretty... very mainstream space. It's like, <laughs> it's like we're in a very, it's like we're in a very narrow corridor, but there are doors ahead of us, and we're breaking them down. Yeah, breaking even unnecessarily. Breaking down the doors within the walls. Um, <laughs> what are what were our pitches last week? What was what did we uh, what did we challenge each other with? So I challenged you to come up with uh, I think I believe it was a sequel to the movie Speed. Oh, oh God, oh, I'm so annoyed at you. This week. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. keep doing this. You keep giving me the hardest ones. <laughs> I keep my mentality is when I think of something, I think of something that I would like to see, or I would like to see make a comeback, or I think would be would would benefit from a modern perspective or or a more creative take. And I think your method is just how much could I stump Pete with my challenges? And I I feel like speed might be one of the hardest ones because it's the proof's in the pudding. Like they tried to make speed two, mm-hmm. add a boat. <laughs> and then it didn't go. It didn't go. It, it's 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 it, it's historical evidence that that you cannot build upon speed. It's such a it, it's such a presently formed, uh, ready concept that worked so well in one iteration. That why would you ever expand on that? Mm-hmm. Other than trying to piss Pete off <laughs> and challenge his his weak ass writing skills. Um, I mean, I would say this is somewhat unfair because. My inspiration behind challenging you with the movie Speed is because uh, we haven't brought this up on the podcast yet, but there is a very special boy in Speed 1, and his name is uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he, he is a very special boy to us both. And I wanted, basically, I wanted you to... Uh, and and, and I, I thought that you would... Uh, that maybe his fine self would inspire you to new heights as you came up with a movie based around fast things, but not going too fast. In, inter- not too fast. <laughs> there, is, there, there are interesting elements about speed, and especially when you look at... Um, if, you, if you look at a, an actor, a star study of, of Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. in relation to speed, because it's a weird break from kind of his general appeal. Mm. It's definitely his most like macho role. Mm-hmm. He, he's a little bit bulkier and he's all kind of like tanned and sweaty and there's like a much more royal raw appeal like you don't get other movies where he's like I'm gonna rip your fucking spine out <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> where he gets real mad but like at the same time Speed also gives you this um, just that brilliant dynamic between him and Sandra Bullock yeah like that's what really works in that movie yeah it's 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 a love story that takes place um it's it, it, it I mean I, I always love the way that you talk about speed in that like after the movie like those two break up within like a couple of days. Yeah, but they had the best sex ever. Right. Like like that entire movie is just one big it's basically like one big foreplay with a bus. Yeah, but uh, but it's really open about that. It's really mm. honest about the fact that you know uh love stories and movies are compelling because they're they're, they're confined and 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 contextualized by these exciting these exciting elements around them and that doesn't mean that they will last but it means that it enhances this this intensity that that the audience longs for and the movie's really honest about that like oh yeah it would just break apart like right after that and i i I love that it it wears it's it's honest like that Mm -hmm. and 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 that's kind of how speed 2 works like sandra bullock's in it but keanu's not they're just like yeah they broke up yeah um but this is sort of the thing so i I, the question i have to ask you is uh well actually so first of all fuck it uh did you rewatch speed yeah um and i'm a little bit uh, i've realized each time i've watched speed recently i'm a little bit more bored by it each time oh no or i'm a little bit aware of its odd structure like to me that elevator bit in the beginning is is basically like a short film prologue it's it's kind of like a pixar <laughs> a, a Pixar short film of like, what if it was there was just a little film about an elevator at the beginning, and then the movie began. Like I'm, 
The problem with having those three very distinct chunks, so you've got the elevator bit at the beginning, the bus bit in the bulk of the middle, and then the train bit at the end. The problem with that is that they don't feel like they naturally lead to each other. It's very You're very aware of the film trying to pace itself. Mm. And it, when the bus blows up, spoilers, when the <laughs> bus blows up, you definitely get the sense of the movie kind of... Have I ever told you about my theory of, of movies sighing? No. There's like a, there's always a point in some movies where you can tell just by the form, just by maybe it's a key change in the score, maybe it's a, it's a pacing thing, maybe the characters have stopped and the editing has slowed down, where you're aware that there's a lot more of the movie left, but the, 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 the pacing of the movie kind of draws back a little bit. And I call that a movie sighing. And it's this feeling where the movie kind of like, it knows there's more of it to go. And there's kind of this, all right, bear with us guys, sort of moment. And the moment you realize that they're going to go on the train, there's going to be another action scene with the train in speed. That's mm. one of the biggest movie size ever. Because it's just like, oh, we're tired now. Just we're, end we're, the we're movie. Tired. We're tired, but we know we have to We have to finish. So, like, come on, guys. We're not going to just gonna roll the credits now, are we? And and bear in mind, like, I do love that, that finish, the bit on the train. And it took me a long time to understand the, yeah, well, I'm taller line. But that's the problem. The, the movie's in, in three very distinct sections and i was wondering if i could i think movies maybe like maybe movies like mad max fury road have made us realize that we don't need to have vast changes in setting or context uh in order for us to enjoy a compelling story do you know what i mean i, th- I think the logic of that was oh they can't be on the bus the entire time yeah um so my my biggest challenge with speed was where do you <laughs> Where do you take it in terms of vehicle, mostly? Okay, all right, all right. So, what? so we had, we've had we've had speed with a bus. That's speed one. Okay. That's speed with a boat. That's speed two. Mm-hmm. We've had speed with a human being. That's crank. And <laughs> we've and I was trying to think of where where else you could take it, and I was like, uh, a, a lorry, a truck. Yeah, that's good, but it's it's similar. It's still, and I was like, a plane. No, that's going too far. Like I think once you take an airborne. It's like it's going so fast already that you can't really comprehend. Like that's the problem with the boat as well. Like no matter how fast a boat is going, it's still on the sea, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, it's just out in open water. And then with a like a, you could go really fast. You could be like, yeah, what about a rocket? But like, really, there's no way to perceive how fast a rocket's going or anything like that. Right. And I was actually on the street when I was thinking about this, and at that moment. Uh, a cyclist was going way too fast and accidentally went through a red light and had to swerve to avoid a car. And I could just sense this, this, this uh, the rider's terror as he just swerved and went, oh shit, and like almost like completely ate shit. Um, and then I was just like, yes, bicycle. That's where I'm going. That's really good. Um, and I'm gonna, I want to I wanna dial it back. I want to make it smaller because on a bike, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can perceive exactly how fast a bike is going. And there's definitely a too fast for a bike to go. You yes, know what I mean? It like is faster than a. It is literally human... any speed on us. Like any speed above, <laughs> like, like a gentle walk is kind of too fast for a bike. In a, you, si- in a like, city. You, in a city. Are you like me in that you're just not good with velocity in general? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am terrible. I'm, I'm really, really bad with uh, uncontrolled velocity. Like I cannot handle. Um, like not being like not having like a firm control on how fast i'm going places yeah. how I, many I times do out. you have a firm control you like you don't drive and mm. is, is anything aside from walking a bit too much for you i mean in the in the city i mean who would want to uh, i mean i i should really i should point out that i um in the united kingdom and frankly going cycling in any city in the united kingdom is something of a death sentence um, yeah, I mean, I I do cycle a lot, but yeah. um, but you live in the utopia that is Berlin, and mm, there's a lot of random doors opening into the street. But okay. but like, I mean, neither of us you, are in the Netherlands, right? Where it's yeah. like fucking hell, heaven on earth for cyclists. Well, bread for but... it. Even, but even on a, like a train, on like a regional train, I'll mm. look out. The, if I look out the window for a bit too long, I'm just like, oh, this is a bit much. Oh, okay. Like, no, I'm and not I'm ter- quite and that I'm, bad. Yeah, I'm terrible with flying. And I even I had a moment this summer where I just sat on a swing, like a playground swing, just going back and forth. And I actually had the thought, like, do you know what? Yeah, this is this is just right. 
This is as fast as I like going. Just this swing. This'll do. So maybe I'm either the best or the worst person to write a speed sequel. <laughs> I think you're probably the best. I don't. I I I have a feeling that like, um, one of the best things you can put into writing is if you can truly translate like an intense emotional experience mm-hmm. into writing. That's got to be a good thing. And if you're intensely frightened of going fast. Then, uh, yeah, I reckon you should write a speed movie. You should especially write the kind of claustrophobic speed movie you seem to be generating here, my boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the other one. Speed in a phone booth, which is phone booth. <laughs> I've, I've no idea what that is. What, what the you don't know is... what phone booth is? Yeah, no, what is phone booth? It's the, geez, it's the one where Colin Farrell goes into a phone booth and he answers the phone and then the guy on the other end is like, don't hang up the phone or I'll shoot you. He's like talking to a sniper. Mm-hmm. And he's got to stay on the phone while all his like horrible secrets are revealed. And if he if he hangs up or like responds to the police or something, he'll get shot. Okay. Uh, I like phone booth. I'm all right. I'm all right with phone booth. I haven't. I have no idea what this movie is, but I. 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 I, I... But it's all about the balance, you know. It's all about the go fast, but don't go too fast. Right. <laughs> that should be that, that. That's the tagline to my speed three. Speed three. Actually, no. This is speed four because speed three was famously done by Father Ted. So that like I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna f- steal their thunder. But speed I, four. I think I think you should go make too s- fast. I I like that this is speed four because that does make uh, the Father Ted one a canon speed yeah, movie. Yeah, of course. It's just it's not canon. Jeez. Okay, so we open our movie in a bustling city. Mm-hmm. Where it is, I don't care. Right. Uh, we've got a package that is being delivered by a cycle courier, mm-hmm. who is our protagonist, named Norm Normson. Norm Normson? Oh, yeah. he's, he sounds like an average guy. He's I'm pretty fe- average. He's so average, like, can't even picture what he'd look like. Just God, you, know, you know what, Pete? I feel, I feel like uh, I could be him. I feel Do like... I feel like you know I could somehow, somehow insert myself I- oh, into yeah. uh, behind his eyes somehow. Oh yeah, I think I think he'd be appealing to just basically every man. <laughs> um, and basically, who could this guy be playing? Who's that guy? Uh, Jay, what's his name? The guy from Sorcerer's Apprentice. I want to uh, be that guy, the one who hangs out with Seth Rogen and stuff. Jay Baruchel. No, I've no idea. Is that him? Yeah. All right, he's gonna play no, Jay Baruchel. We've got we've got him. We've got him, guys. <laughs> We're on the phone with his agent already. And Norm Normson, he he takes a package, and he's a bit of a, a timid guy. He's a little bit shaky on it. All he can do is ride his bike well. Um, he's the classic kind of like getting in the way of cars, like oh, Jay, sorry, and he can't drive, but he's uh, he's decent on his bike. And he mm-hmm. gets a package that has been delivered by, and we see this intercut in the opening, by the son of Dennis Hopper, <laughs> who's also got a big scary scarred hand, and we're gonna use like. We're going to get Dennis Hopper to play him again. All right. Now, I know Dennis Hopper's dead, but bit of, Rogue, a, bit One, of a problem. Rogue One did great things with that Tarkin technology, and I think this is the, the real hurdle. Mm-hmm. We can recreate Dennis Hopper and his scary, scary face. We'll be laughing. So this guy, he's, ta- he's taken up blowing bases up for, for, for cash, and he wants Norm Normson to deliver it to the, some some embassy, some place full of really important people, so we can really like milk them for all they're worth. Okay. Uh, and Norm, he's a bit he's a bit of a dunce, so he, uh, he he's delivering this bomb without knowing, um, and he looks on the address and he can't find it because it's probably on a, like the upper floor or something. It's round the back, and he he gets a bit flustered, so he just keeps it on on his person and takes his bike back to the courier office where he just puts it, puts the bomb on the pile of undelivered. Bomb goes off, mm-hmm. killing many cyclists, dozens oh. perhaps. Whoa, he killed his own kind. Yeah, I mean this this is what he's this is what Norm, this is the curse of Norm Normson. <laughs> uh, he goes into a deep depression, as does Dennis Hop, new Dennis Hopper, <laughs> Cyber Hopper. Neither, no, to be honest, yeah, there was an explosion at the end of the day, and no one got what they wanted. Can he just be called uh, Hopper, but instead of uh, a, a, the letter O in his name, it's a zero to indicate uh, that he is a uh, Cyberman? Yeah. D-hops. <laughs> okay. Uh, cut to months later. This is like the original speed. We right. like do a gap between the first attack. Mm-hmm. Um, Norm Normson is in mourning, and he's only just kind of like with, with, with 
with weeks of therapy, he's only just gotten back on his bike. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of, you know, he's applied to a different courier company. They go, hey, aren't you that guy who blew up <laughs> the entire <laughs> courier company? <laughs> You're hired. And he gets, on, he gets on his bike and he just very shakily starts making deliveries again. You okay. know, he's trying to rebuild his life. All right. As revenge for this stupid blunder that ruined his plan, D-Hops manages to to organize with 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 this new courier company a new prototype bike mm-hmm. and it's designed to like you know save energy and uh, well save the cyclist energy where you know it's like one of those kinetic things where you build up you build up energy and, and it helps you along with uh with 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 certain like built uh power do you know what i mean one of these like half one of these hybrid bikes uh yeah, I I saw it almost I rides itself. Is it, it like it, it, is it like a thing where it's like you cycle but then like there's a motor and like you're kind of powering the motor. You're powering it so when you want, yeah, and it keeps it helps you along. Bear in mm. mind it is fake and I just made it up now. Right. But, you know, this is the future. That's what Dennis Hopper says. He's he's he, he's he's duped them. Sorry, yeah. D-Hops. Yeah. D-Hops <laughs> has, has 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 duped the the entire new courier company into buying these bikes. Yeah. And one bike goes to Norm Normson. Oh no. And you know, yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm him in this movie. You are him. Aren't you terrified right now? <laughs> I'm so scared. I mean, you better have gone through weeks of depression <laughs> in this movie because if you if you haven't, you're not watching the film. Probably. Yeah, yeah, those are really rough, man. <laughs> yeah, it was really that was a, <laughs> it was condensed to four minutes, so I felt months of depression in four. It was awful. <laughs> that was existentially horrifying. I can't wait for this next. <laughs> yeah, like I, at this point, I want the audience to just be wide-eyed and gripping, <laughs> like gripping their nails into the into the seats. Yeah. Just, just having basically having forgotten they're watching a movie at all, really. Um, and Norm Normson, he you know tentatively gets back to making deliveries, and he's cycling around the city. And at one point, in, in one of in one of his little calm things, because he he you know it's all very high tech. He's he's staying in in touch with his with his people. And D hops hacks it, and he says, "Hey, you're the one who <laughs> he's he's cockney in this." You're the you're the prick who who, who who foiled my last attempt to blow up the fucking Canadian embassy or whatever it Is was. Is Dennis Hopper being played by Jason Statham? By by Ray Winston. Yes. <laughs> um, We've overlaid Dennis Hopper's face over Ray Winston. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's. It's it. I would say it's mocap, but it's just whatever Snapchat uses. We've Google imaged Dennis Hopper, and just overlaid it horribly, and. Uh, and he says this bike is is rigged with a special thing, and then and then the Norm Normson's like, yeah, no, no, of course, I I know, I know what this is. This powers itself. It's a great bike. It's fantastic. And he goes, no, if you do not get enough kind of pedals per minute, I don't know how you measure how fast the bike's going. If you, it's miles per hour, man. Like like all things. No, but like he's got to keep feeding it energy, otherwise the thing is rigged mm-hmm. with get this a mini nuke. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what he's delivering. That's what's in his new, and it's connected to the bike's kind of uh, kinetic unit. Oh. Terrifying. The audience is just you know people having heart palpitations, <laughs> um, breathing problems. And I, I, I want it. I want I want ambulances called for this. And an old so man intense. just died. Yeah, we'll 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 make sure an old man is <laughs> an old near death man is present in every showing. Just so people can be reminded of how serious this is. Yeah, he can be the same guy. He can fake it each time. Yeah, Swiss. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Elderly man. Oh, right, so Elderly man uh, so far the cast of this movie is Jay Baruchel, Ray Winston dressed up as uh, Dennis Hopper, and an elderly and an elderly actor who pl- who uh, fakes yeah. a death. Yeah, when he screening. when he um when when. When Norm Normson finds out about this mini nuke on his bike, okay. an old man just dies on the street. Just unrelated, <laughs> but but con- contextually, this is it's like a visual metaphor, you know. Right. So he's terrified. He's got to keep going as fast as he can because if he doesn't power this bike enough, the nuke's gonna go off. I, I don't know why I have nuke. Uh, there's two weeks in a row now. My my pictures have had nukes in them. Yeah, it's almost as if like is if I'm we're all existentially terrified or something. <laughs> All the, yeah, but don't be silly, Brody. <laughs> so, he's powering through this place. He's got to keep going. He doesn't know what route to take. 
Oh, but Norm Normson is also terrified of being fired. So he still has to make his deliveries. <gasps> yeah. So he at this stage, he's just like winging it past like, you know, you 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 snazzy startup companies who want like their new delivery of vapes or some shit. He's just swinging past that and just throwing it right in right through through the windows. Mm-hmm. Some like hipster yuppie guy gets hit in the head with a package and gets real mad about it. It's quite funny. And he keeps on going and there's no one to help him. Like people are reporting him to the police that this uh this cycle courier is just it's being a vandal. It's being a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And Norm Normson's exhausted at this point. He just looks like a deranged person who's just met his limit. Who gets called to the scene? But the only person who's dealt with a situation like this, who isn't Sandra Bullock? (gasps) And it's Keanu Reeves. What? We're going to make him look like he did back in the days of speed. Because, you know, everyone's got that joke of Keanu Reeves doesn't age. Mm Mm-hmm. But he does. He does. We've got to admit this. He's 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 like a little bit more gone, a little bit more. He's aged very well. Mm-hmm. He's a bit more beardy now. But we're gonna we're, we're gonna slick him up. We're gonna shave his head. I feel like he's gotten longer. Like his like his face has gotten longer. As he he's... has. He's that. Yeah. He, I speed's probably his like chubbiest actually because he's he's pretty ripped in that. But we're gonna slather him up with oil. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make him look real greasy, real tanned. And he's going to be the only one who can help Norm Normson in this in this situation. Mm-hmm. And he gets sent out there. And um, and you know how in the first movie, Keanu has to get on the bus with Sandra Bullock and help her out? Mm-hmm. Um, in this movie, he's going to get on the bike with Norm. Because <laughs> you ever get, you ever give him like a backy to someone? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to get on the back. He's, he's just going to like, <laughs> from the street, just run with his amazing like Hollywood action movie run. Mm-hmm. And just hop, hop on the back. <laughs> Like Yoda on the back of Luke Skywalker, and just be like immediately, just with the calming massages. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just don't don't worry, it's all right. I've I've seen this before. We we can get through this, Norm Normson. <laughs> Norm is uh, is is terrified. He he doesn't have time to actually like comprehend. <laughs> There's a whole sequence where where Keanu explains the backstory, very in depth, more in depth than the actual movie speed. Just the backstory of Dennis Hopper and how <laughs> there's now a culture of people putting bombs on vehicles. Okay. It's all too much for Norb Normson to process. Mm-hmm. What I want is for people to try, try to... He's, he's going he's gonna to run into places, obviously, where you shouldn't take a bike. Mm-hmm. Desperately searching for somewhere out in the open. So he's going to go through like a market. He's going to go through a mall. That's going to be great. He's going to do a kid's playground and then through a... Uh, and then, and then he'll like he'll like almost knock some kids over, and some moms will be like, "Hey, that kind of shit." Mm-hmm. He'll he'll knock he'll like a guy a loud guy is like talking obnoxiously on his cell phone. He knocks it out of his hand. And he goes, "Hey, asshole!" like that. And uh, and he's gonna go through like a skate park where people are doing sick tricks and stuff. And and, and it's gonna be his whole scene of Keanu on Norm Normson's back, <laughs> accidentally doing the sickest stunts ever. And then all these like BMX Dave Mirror guys are gonna be really admiring it. All right. Okay. I want the movie to culminate mm-hmm. in a space that's very wide open where you can take a bike as fast as you want. Okay. Which is what they do in Speed. They take it to uh, a runway. Mm-hmm. So they think, let's do the same thing. Let's just take this bike to a runway and we can go as fast as we want and, and we'll be fine. They take it to a runway, but what's... <sighs> the day's only coincided with the most special day of the year. It's a Red Bull air show. Oh, no. Yeah. And so there's going to be, like, planes trying to land coming in and out and stuff. And he keeps on trying to go faster. And, you know, at this moment, D-Hops is just um, is lapping it up. He's, he's loving this. Keanu Reeves the... is just like, there's too many planes. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is also enjoying himself a little bit. Like, this is very <laughs> serious. We could all die. But let's admit, <laughs> looks at the audience. This is very entertaining, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and I don't I don't really know how I want to... to, to to climax this but i want somehow i want the bike to be on a biplane mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. because norm normson is going to realize that he can't he can't live with <laughs> he can't live with the um the knowledge of having to be responsible for for that many people's deaths like tw- like twice in a row he can't be the the bike guy who blew two two sets of people up uh so he tries to find a way to get his bike Onto a biplane. And you know those ones you can, like, balance on? Yes. 
You mean like he's gonna get? You mean a biplane? Yeah, like a yeah, like a biplane. Just like, get a biplane in your in your mind. Probably that, like a biplane. Right. Okay. Like a biplane. So, I just like want to make biplane. very certain All that right. you're talking about biplanes. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm great we're on the same level. I'm so happy we're on the same level here. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, yeah. His bike's going to be on the wing of this plane at the end. Oh, wait, wait, Pete, Pete, just, uh, just to make sure. Like, this is a plane which has got, like, two wings. It's named after that fact. It's called a bike. It's like... This is, uh... this, is, this, is the, this is a plane that's attracted to more than one gender. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Biplane. Um, <laughs> and he's going he's gonna to somehow try to do a trick off this plane and have a parachute and everything he's he, he's you know he, he he's defying the laws of of of, of physics and maybe logic is and gravity <laughs> he's gonna dive off this plane leave the bike to be carried off into the sky mm-hmm. and he's gonna pull this pull the parachute come down the nuke's gonna go off in the sky huge amazing amazing explosion and he's gonna land in in the runway Next to Keanu Reeves and say, "Did you see what I did? I became a, I became an action hero just all in one afternoon. That was incredible." And uh, and then they will learn what nuclear fallout is. Oh, um, nuclear winter begins. Man, <laughs> and um, you know humanity like scurries around in in, in small hovels, uh, trying to trying trying to scrape what they can in this uh, this horrible sunless hellscape. But the story. Of how Norm Normson overcame his depression to save a few people mm-hmm. while Keanu Reeves rode on his back, uh, warms people's hearts in the end of days. And that's B three, four, four. Crap. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't want to disrespect the canon. All right. I mean, Speed Speed Four's got quite a dismal ending. That is. Uh, uh, I'm, 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 I think we may need to workshop that ending a little bit. I don't, I don't. I don't a, know a that uh, our action movie um, <laughs> wants to end. <laughs> do, do you know, well, I was thinking, you know, people are going to be very intense while watching this, so why not end with the most intense? <laughs> <laughs> just a just a real reality check, you know? Yeah. This, this will what be you, What do you mean too. everyone's going to be okay? That was a nuke, you idiots. That's that'll, <laughs> that. That'll be the credits. Yeah. Like we won't thank <laughs> anyone or anything. Slaps him around <laughs> that'll the just be the credits. You idiot. <laughs> oh, f- you fucking morons. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, and, I, and, I, and I want the credits to begin with in remembrance of, implying that the entire um, the entire film crew yeah. was also killed. <laughs> in rem- in remembrance <laughs> of you got, you all being terrible people. I don't, I don't, well, no, 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 no. That's, that's bad. They're not terrible people. Our audience aren't terrible people. They're just dickheads. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, so, like... What I was going to say, um, to be honest, I, I very much like your pitch. Can I make one small tweak? Yeah, make a small tweak. Uh, I don't think Keanu Reeves uh, should uh, intentionally end up on the back of the bike. Where, where should he end up? I, I feel like he should just be having his holidays and um, <laughs> and the guy comes and uh, Norm Normson just comes barreling down. Keanu Reeves does a sweet backflip stunt flip onto the back of the bike and like, oh, I'll, I know, I'll stop him. Like, obviously, this guy's crazy. And then like, Norm Normson oh, fills he, him he in. He has this slow reali- realization, like, oh no, it's happening again. It's it's Speed. That's Dennis Hopper's <laughs> name. It gets revealed that Dennis Hopper's name is actually Speed. Yeah, he just yelled. He just him. screams out, Speed, Speed. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. I like that. The I like this moment where he realizes. Mm-hmm. That he he's not free of this thing that has haunted him. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a a few like beginning moments where man, where like where someone jokes that hey, are you going? Uh, you make sure you've got to keep at that constant speed. That speed. And, and Keanu Reeves is like, no. They cycle past a drug dealer. And says, hey, <laughs> want some speed? <laughs> Just real, real on the nose. <laughs> Man, have you ever noticed how Speed has maybe the most—and I'm not even exaggerating here—maybe the most boring open, like opening credits I've ever seen on a film. Uh, I remind me where 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 the camera just pans down the entire elevator shaft, mm. like the whole thing, from the top of a skyscraper right down to the basement where Dennis Hopper is, and it's just like you just see everyone, in, all the names of everyone involved in the film, just while this theme tune is like. Dun, 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 dun. And it's just 
the visuals do not match the intensity of the of the soundtrack at that stage and you just have to see this in everyone i've shown speed to is always always remarks on that always goes are these are they serious this is real. <laughs> are we gonna have to look at this entire elevator shaft <laughs> i i quite like uh, okay um yeah that's a that's a bad idea that's like no, but that's a bad idea. But it's keeping in line with 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 what our thing is. Um, in which case, we're gonna. Hmm. What could we show? We could just show the spokes spinning, for like an entire five minutes as as Norm Normson's running around with his deliveries. Can can uh, it just be like a wheel spinning, and then every name like comes like twir- whoa, 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 oh, twirling yes. out of the, and then but it's. It's exactly the same animation, exactly the same sound effect for every single name. That's like the Superman the uh, credits. Just like every single animation is the same, but it's oh, real satisfying. Yeah, and it just goes whoosh. Yeah. Oh man. So oh, the we, Superman we, movies are so good. <laughs> every so time, every <laughs> time I remember the Superman movies, I just like I get happy. In someone's in someone's house, I just found a DVD copy of Superman One. I just was like. <laughs> it was like a German copy, Superman Der Film. And I was like, yes, it is Der Film. Hmm. Um, but we our, our pictures this week were rather, you know, serendipitous because they both had the uh, the theme of vehicles. Yeah, they did. We didn't even mean this. But last week I pitched you because I'd only I'd just seen it. I pitched you Stephen King's directorial debut, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> All right. Now, I really, I really want to hear what you thought of this film because I was, I was watching it just the whole time, be like, I have to tell Brody about this because this is one of this, this is a um, one of my like I call like these brow ache films where by the end the the muscles in my forehead are aching from how how much I've been expressing my own confusion. Yeah, um, it is a deeply, deeply con- confusing film. <laughs> I I so okay so for a so movie he, where the pitch is the what if cars and technology turned on humans, mm-hmm. just the the bizarre mode of address the movie takes, the strange way it decides to present this 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 wacky concept to the audience, it, it it's it's beyond it. Like at first you think it's kind of self aware, mm-hmm. like when 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 a no when a no it's machine... it's not though. Like I like I I'll I'll cut that like uh, that potential. Um, like interpretation it's not self-aware it's no no no. you think it is at first because like with the whole with the whole vending machine shooting cans of coke at little kids it's so absurd and mm. silly that you're just like this is like an internet skit almost um but like I don't, I don't know it and it starts to take itself seriously and you're just like what does this want from me am i <laughs> it's i've never before had in a movie where where i'm watching it and halfway through i'm like does the movie want me to be here? Like, it'll still happen if I leave. <laughs> Is the movie going to be happy by itself? Do you think Stephen King was trying to make uh, Maximum Overdrive, the movie, feel like what movies would be like if Maximum Overdrive happened in real world? <laughs> so, wait, he's role-playing a car making a movie? No, he's, he's role-playing a movie trying to kill us, but in just oh, the most baffling and boring way possible. That's really meta. That's great. Apparently, I did read that he was on a lot of cocaine. And oh my god, he I, see, does not remember a lot of the production. <laughs> right. Well, I yeah, I'm not fucking surprised. So okay, so uh, Maximum Overdrive is really boring, right? <laughs> Some bits aren't. That opening with the bridge where everyone's like falling out their cars and shit while ACDC's playing. Oh yeah, and then the AC, ACDC van gets is in there and it gets yeah, yeah. destroyed. ACD, you assume bridge kills <laughs> ACDC. It implies that ACDC the van died. <laughs> um, they still had enough time to do the soundtrack for the movie though, which is good of them. Uh, um, goodness, what what to say? What to say about a Just movie where? To where start. Um, what to say about a movie which veers? Like in it, it doesn't have a tone. It just has a a, a series of, of of like hard right angle veers from um like really brutal violence, just incredibly um boring tensionless action to uh um um, um uh, just to, odd to, characters. To, to characters that make no sense <laughs> as so human fun. beings, like um to. God, what was that? Um, to like, 
to that point where like the machines start having a hierarchy and like one of them is like like a machine that is a machine gun on a motorized yeah. platform and it's like the boss machine and it starts yeah. to like turn the, and it tries to turn the humans into like a work gang to but feed you know the what? lorries it, it's like it's like it the same premise as like as the terminator or the matrix or something the whole machines rising up mm. but if it was made in a world when humanity never conceived of what robots were so the only machines mm. we had available to, to to imagine rising up against us were ones that were presently made so they're just kind of cobbled together like what about a car but with a gun what greater threat does humanity face yeah and and it's look on, on the, just man it, it's it's difficult because the film wants to be a schlocky horror and yeah. it fails because it doesn't because because like it's concept it's such a bizarre thing because like I mean, that concept should not be failed. It's a good concept. Yeah, it's like, and it and it plays into like very, um, it it plays into some just incredibly like deep seated like like uh, technophobia worries about technology. Like these are very classic tropes to be mm-hmm. bringing in. Um, it's like if I hear here's something I've just thought. It's like watching someone fail to make a vampire movie, right? It, it's or a zo- it's like something watching someone. It's like watching someone fail to make a zombie movie, and and by that I mean not just like make a bad zombie movie, but like actively misunderstand yeah, why zombies are afraid. Uh, fra- it's it's scary. It's like it's like a movie where like zombies only attack in. As an as individuals in like one on one fights, yeah, and like like it's like zombies that there's a horde, or it's like a vampire movie where I don't know they don't have fangs or something. It's it's just the most it 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 sucks. It, it it's kind of confounding but, because you know it seems like the quickest make way to make a a very tense action movie is just what what if cars wanted to kill us? That's so, it's so basic. Yeah, and you—it sounds as if an action movie would just make itself from there. You know, the amount of like set pieces that would be possible, and then they've and just the- gone. Let's have it in a gas station and mostly have it be people talking while there is a big circle of trucks around them. I mean, and the th- and the weird thing is that like there is one, there is one element of the movie that if you removed it, it would be like a whole bunch better, and that's the ridiculous subplot where the owner of the gas station is like a. I don't know, an arms smuggler or some shit. And he's got a grenade. He's got a bazooka in his basement. So, and as soon as that comes out, it's like, well, then the trucks are no problem then because they can just blow all of them up. Which which they do. (laughs) Which they do. And it culminates in just the most, in in, in the least um, impactful ending face off. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, where that weird goblin face truck the just bears down and they just one. shoot it and the movie's over. That's a cool truck, you gotta admit. That green goblin truck. I I don't understand that, how that, top 10 that truck, truck exists in a non like in a non in a world where trucks aren't evil. Where did that truck's evil face come from? <laughs> <laughs> but they, when, when they when they, <laughs> they blow make... it up at the end and every character goes, Yeah, I've never seen like a that that much of a disconnect between mm. characters being happy with the climax of their movie and whatever the audience is feeling at that point. <laughs> like the audience is definitely not cheering at that stage. And, and then the and then the post credits um and like, like the credits uh, uh, uh summary of like what happened next. Oh yes. And where it's just like there was a spaceship, the Russians <laughs> blew it up. <laughs> I forgot about that. And it's just like what the fuck? When was like, wait way to show us the most boring part of the story. <laughs> The Russians nuke a spaceship in the yeah. end of that movie and everything is fine again. And you're just going, wait, the fuck? What happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be like if you made, I don't know, War of the Worlds, <laughs> where they kill one alien and then go to sleep and then everything's fine. Is that a, is that a crack? Because that is what happens in War of the Worlds. As I said that, I realized that's kind of what happens in Steven Spielberg's world. Man, that movie, oh. 
Yeah, like, I mean, no, because War of the Worlds, like, the whole point is that it kind of just ends but with all of them dying because it's, like, a metaphor for colonialism or fuck, 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 whatever. But, like, no, it, it, it look, okay, so uh, I think I've been clear. I, don't, I didn't think Maximum Overdrive was a very good movie. Did you like the cast, at least? No. Um, what? Have you, like, Giancarlo Esposito is in it. He's, like, the guy at the beginning who gets killed by an arcade machine. I, I, oh, man, I, I... I remember three. I remember four main things. I remember um, my favorite part of watching the movie uh, was my f- was I was watching it with my girlfriend, and uh, we were watching the scene where the drifter woman meets the handsome blonde protagonist. And, oh, she's so cool! And then she just walks up to him and goes, "You're cute." And, and my girlfriend went, man, flirting was a lot easier back in the yeah, day. But but I remember that bit where, where, where she starts saying, like, you're cute, and she starts being nice to him. And then she starts showing images of the cars around them. Mm-hmm. And I was very un- unsure of where the movie wanted my focus to be. Like, I, I like I wasn't sure if some of the dialogue was, was, was just overlay, was supposed to be happening in a different scene, or if the movie was just happened to be showing me images that are not pertaining to the dialogue that's happening. I don't know, man. I, was, I, 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 did I, you, like... And then the guy, there was a fat guy who was ca- called everyone Bubba. There was like the weird yep. religious maniac, which is just standard Stephen King. I very much enjoyed the waitress going outside to yell at the machine. Oh yeah, her, like <laughs> it's like we her, like, made you, and it was just like wow, okay. We I made mean, you. <laughs> kind of on the machine side here. You're being a dick. Did you did you like Lisa Simpson? Uh, what? The the little the newly married couple, the woman with the squeaky voice. Oh yeah, you just and I only yells the whole Simpson. time. Yeah, she's she's not fun. <laughs> so much of it is not fun. <laughs> so much of it interesting, but like the bit where I really I really dropped off is when they they, they kind of get semi enslaved by them, <laughs> and they, there's this huge montage of them working hard and just filling up. Man, that that was that was the only bit I actually enjoyed because that was the bit that um that like it it felt there was a story there. It, yeah, it felt like there were it felt like oh okay, there's like drama here. There's like tension. They're gonna they're being forced to work for the machines, but they're gonna they're plotting and they're planning to break away and all that kind of thing. God, like I was like, a, oh man, some actual story is taking what a place. Deranged film. Now that I'm <laughs> an hour in. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, you tasked me with making a remake of this film. Because that's what that was my prime thought through the movie. I was just like, if someone made this now with this premise and just with a big budget and an understanding of what the appeal is, God, it'd be great. Well, okay, so here's my problem. Um, I know what the of I know what the remake of this is in the modern world, and it is a movie about like autonomous cars i don't know like uh mm-hmm. it's 2040 all cars are now autonomous i don't know they're they're linked up by a by an ai or something the ai goes rogue and it starts using the cars to kill everyone uh, there you go there you go hollywood that is what maximum overdrive is in the modern period um thing is though i didn't want to write that because i like autonomous cars and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm not into like I'm really not I'm 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 both very excited about autonomous cars because I hate driving and I'm so excited about a potential future where I where like everyone who tells me oh you know you really need to drive right I can I can turn around to them and go <laughs> you fucking wasted your time mate I'm <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> yeah you know all those hours you put into driving well. Uh, turns I like out, the idea of turns out... cars taking ages to, to kick off and you're like 60. Yeah. You're like, what? You wasted your time. <laughs> I'll, I will do that. I, I will I will wait. You'll ride this out. Yeah, I will ride this. I, I will ride, ride this, this out. Ride this out in a driverless car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hang on. But the original Maximum Overdrive, I wouldn't say is anti-car as much as it is anti, I don't know, anti like turkey cutter automatic well, well the prob- well i think i think the problem is is that um anti bending machine is that stephen king is that these days um so it's like uh, it's like i say that stephen king is playing into technophobia but the thing about the modern period is that technophobia 
is now actually like somewhat legitimate in that we are we are in the sort of on the cusp of designing autonomous systems that legitimately can kill us like i mean they're talking about um sort of doing terrorist uh, uh you know drone target selection by algorithm now like that's Gee. i mean that's legitimately like oh no we we're like automating the the decision of who we like of who we blow up now um so but i'm just not like that shit just like i'm not into technophobia i'm really not into sort of you don't want to get on that black mirror bandwagon nah i'm just i'm just not in yeah so i'm just not into that so i was so i was like okay so i don't want to do or like autonomous I, what, I th- what my feeling is like no matter what we have to take like a technophobic stance a little bit more seriously like whether it's goofy mm. or well written or not like with any of the black mirror cases we have to address it as like an actual part of our world like if you write a, a slightly technophobic story there's going to be this air of seriousness with it no matter yeah. what you say even even like the fucking black mirror with the bees it's ridiculous but there's still this air of like oh, oh uh, no it's not yeah. man the robo bees thing is like legitimate i i, that, th- I like honestly think that's the, i feel like that's the most realistic thing in that series of black mirror oh really <laughs> oh yeah totally um because they they are definitely making robo bees that is something that people are oh i'm on that oh look oh yeah i'm i'm and and i i know the cia is going to be all over that shit the moment they get robo bees anyway um but so anyway so i was so i was thinking what else can i do what else can i do and it was really hard because i was like i don't know how to turn this incredibly boring movie into like something fun (laughs) and then i thought oh wait like so what if what if this movie what if the movie is not just boring what if the concept is boring what if it's mundane what if you know the movie is the movie what if the movie isn't like oh no cars are killing people we've got to stop them it's oh no cars are killing people oh well guess that's just (laughs) life now oh so you kind of want to double down on humanity's adjustment to it rather than... Right, exactly. My my pitch here is that this is a world in which uh, maximum overdrive happened. It didn't stop happening. Like, machines are just sentient now and they just hate humanity. Um, and that's just something that humans have to deal with. Like, humans won, obviously, because it was really easy. Um, but now, like, so, like, the mach- so, like all machines now... Um, like everything that's electric, I guess. Everything that's electric, it has an engine or a battery or whatever. It's got electricity in it. Well, that is, that is how like maximum overdrive works. It's not like forks. Like forks are fucking technology, right? Like it's, but it's not like forks come alive and start trying fucking, to kill like, people. Bronze is technology, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's everything that has ele- an electric component. I think is the idea in overdrive that. It comes alive and starts trying to kill people. So that's just what's happened. But like humanity still needs machines and stuff. So we just you, we just have them. And um, my story, and I've got this. I've got this. Uh, got this pitch line here. This elevator pitch. You ready for this, Pete? Right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hit me. All right. What if, Pete? What if uh, it's Office Space meets Little Shop of Horrors? Ooh. So my my story idea is that we would follow Sad Sack uh Simon uh Teasdale. Sad Sack Simon Teasdale, good. Yeah, he's 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 a bit of a he's a bit of a wimp, he's a bit of a loser. Who who are we casting here? Who, who have I got a pick picture? Um Richard Iowadi. Alright. And he's maximum just like Richard Iowadi and let this <laughs> And he's uh, he he's just working a low level office job. It's like pretty bad. It's like he's bad. Is is bad. Um, he has a bit of a crush on a female coworker. It's a Who bit creepy. He's a bit creepy. He doesn't. He's very quiet. He doesn't really talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, all that kind of stuff. But and then one day. Uh, they're having a bit of a pr- they're having a bit of printer trouble in that the printer has just killed Bob. Oh, it it would be the printer. The printer would be like their emperor if Maximum Overdrive happened. Yeah, uh, the, the pr- most dickhead technology in the world. Yeah, easy. 
Right. And the, so the printer's killed Bob. It it's uh yeah. it's ele- it electrocuted him so in this world does it, are... does it photocopy him when it happens and then all these wacky pictures of him d- slowly dying <laughs> like roll out yeah exactly it's just like ah ah ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the last one he's just a skeleton <laughs> very good very good it's an excellent pitch bro I, I like it um all right and so uh they get and they get so they get this new class of people, those sort of the repairmen, and like they they're these like this new emergency service that comes in and like sorts them out, right? It <gasps> sorts out the the um the the print the the, the are they, are recalcitrant they like machines, a... like m- like brings them back under humanity's control, right? Are they like appliance Ghostbusters? Uh, I'm just imagine it's like kind of like firefighters, but for like. Imagine just sort of like repairmen, but now they're kind of sexy because their work is actually dangerous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And repairmen, but they are sexy. <laughs> okay, and like like sexy, like firemen are sexy, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, and so uh, they go in. So so they go in, like they sort it out, and like all cool, you know, the women are like, oh, so so manly. Um, that's fucking horrible i should oh man i feel disgusted with myself um there basically what i'm saying is like women and men are like are sort of like whoa boy these these guys and gals are some uh this guy and gal is these these uh repair folks are uh, all right it's guys and gals let's go with it they're nice they're they're oh they're, they'll they tickle my they tickle <laughs> my engine a lot of emphasis on how sexy this <laughs> emergency service is <laughs> <laughs> the audience won't understand otherwise they have to know anyway um so like <laughs> rate your emergency sex is zero to four um four. anyway whatever uh so like oh uh, richard iwadi is like oh i don't like this um uh, i want i want to be seen as sexy as well so he just he tells tells his the co-worker he likes that he's he's gonna train to be a repair person as well um and of course it's a lie but like she tells everyone and then he has to like and you know then his his boss is like oh that's really good like why don't you go we've been wanting someone to do that like we'll send you off for training he's like oh no i didn't mean this to happen um anyway and so a long story short like he's socially pressured into like becoming a repair person Mm -hmm. and like and he, you know, he's a bit, he's a bit shit at it. Obviously, like he's not very good. He's a bit of a coward. He can't really like fix the machines. He can't intimidate them or whatever. And then comes his like one of his big exams, like the exa- like the first of his like primary exams that he has to like overcome in order to get there. Yeah, and, I, mean, uh, I mean, they don't just let anyone into this. No, 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 no. And he's tasked with, he's put in a room alone with a photocopier or something. Um, and the no, photo fight. and the photocopier talks to him. <gasps> and the photocopier says, "Feed me, Richard Iowadi." Oh, and so what happens is is that the is that Richard Iowadi is like, he 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 makes a deal with the photocopier that he will deliver humans for for like the photocopier to kill to murder. Oh my god. And then, um, and then they're like, uh, and and in return, like the photocopier will like put in a good word with other machines so that Richard Iowadi can um, can make out like he's a really great repairman, but really oh, he's. Oh, so the machines will fake it and be like, oh wow, what a great repairman! I'm on the human side now. Yeah, exactly. But but, oh. s- but secretly he's like feeding them. Ma- he's like feeding them blood. Um, Sinister. Is he is he encountering people in his life who he doesn't like, who are, you know, rude or crass or getting in his way, and he thinks, "Oh, you'll I'll, I'll take you to the copier." Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that you know, there's there a whole is. there's a whole like montage, and he's getting like sucked into it, and you know, um, you know, like the photocopier is like starting to print messages to him in blood. It's, it... <laughs> Where did you get that blood printer? Never <laughs> you mind. Um, I'm not entirely sure about the ending because I must admit I did. Uh, I've been really struggling to come up with ideas, and I it just clicked like a few. How mo- about how about a nuke? 
Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> are, there, I, wait, are there no cars? Are there no cars in this? I, I don't know. Like, I, I, cars will just be part of the background. I feel like maybe... Um, you don't want to slander your, de- your driverless cars. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe, like, I don't know, some of the machines get greedy. Maybe they're like, hey, like... I need you to like kill more people. And he's like, I can't kill more people. I'm already killing enough people. And there's like, you got to kill more people. It's gonna, otherwise, what, what's what's uh, what's Sarah going to think? Like Sarah's the, Sarah's like the lady. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's he, he's you know he's uh he's he's being very attracted to, um, and I think like I think probably the the end of the movie is that like Sarah finds out what he's doing like he's being a bit suspicious and like he's being run ragged by the machines he's having to deliver them more people mm-hmm. um like sarah finds out and like he's like i did this for you or some <laughs> or something like that and she's yeah, like no print? you didn't and then like she pushes richard yoadi into the printer and the printer murders him <sighs> oh what what if the printer instead instead of murdering him could thank him for all the good deeds he's done and kind of like create some horrible printer human symbiosis i was yeah and i was just immediately thinking that i was like oh well, that sounds then, great because then all of technology could rise up and just full-on just ov- overthrow humanity but because he, he's he's been their loyal servant our main character has to live this kind of shitty existence as like as the good boy who played along with it Oh, maybe learned, it's maybe it's like the, what they were doing. Maybe that's what they why they wanted to like murder all the humans is because like the, it was like a sick Pinocchio kind of thing. So they wanted just enough spare human bits to like make a make a like become a real boy. Or oh, the next stage. Yeah, Ugh. that's grim. Yeah, I don't know. Is like it, maybe, it maybe still, it's something like that. Maybe cold? that can be like the the, the 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 stinger before the next movie. Is that like Richard his hand? Um, thrusts out of a pile of garbage, yeah, or something, and then he's like, he's he, just... he look, he comes out and like his torso is a, his torso is like printing out a sheet of A4. His like fucking his eyes are USB ports. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is, is 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 it still called Maximum Overdrive? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's, dr- it's called Max Maximum Overdrive Two. Maxim- oh, you could you could say Maximum Space Maximum Overdriver issues like. Like 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 drivers, in computer programs. Ooh, because that's what that's what printers always do. The print the drivers for the printer. Oh, I don't know. Overdriver error. Yeah yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. And here's my floor. I'm getting off this elevator. <laughs> all right. This is this is a very uh, large th- building. <laughs> thank thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir, for listening to my. What's uh, that? A bomb in the elevator? Whoa! We're in speed again, guys. <laughs> oh no! Get out of the way! There's uh, there's credits. There's credits so, heading towards us. So as we um as we make clear, this is indeed our our last episode before I head off to LA to start my illustrious career as a as a, a porn musician. As as a porn musician, as the world's first uh, acoustic porn yeah. guitarist. Mm-hmm. It's gonna I'm gonna be huge. <laughs> this will be like You're gonna be huge this, as them yeah. dicks. This <laughs> This is why I'm writing the songs and you're not. <laughs> Alright. But if hypothetically yeah. if we were gonna return in a couple weeks and just uh, just do another episode, let's say. Ah, well, what what would be the pitches that we would give each other? I mean, I don't really know why we're doing this because this plan of yours is just completely foolproof. It is it is ridiculous, you know. But I'd like to, you know, I do like to fondly, wistfully think, what if? You okay, know? yeah. And on the yeah. plane over to LA, when I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna touch down and meet with uh, Bang Boys or whatever <laughs> whatever studio will take me. <laughs> the, gonna, yeah, the Big Bang Boys, the, the, the Triple Bang B boys. crew. Everyone, everyone knows they're huge. Um, and meet with them to start writing songs with them. Sorry. What What should I wistfully think upon? God, that movie pitch that Brody was gonna make me do. Mm. What What would I be thinking of? Um, well, what you should be thinking of, my friend, is a little movie uh, directed by Roger Corman called The Man with the X-ray Eyes. And I would like you to remake The Man with the X-Ray Eyes. Ooh, this is unfamiliar territory for me. Mm. So, like, so this is a movie from uh, 1963. Uh, it's a sci-fi movie about a doctor that, like, puts uh, a serum in his eyes that allows him to see beyond the normal human wavelength. Not just through clothes. 
it's it's a lot cooler than that. All right, I thought it was a bit pervy at first. All right, it is a little bit pervy. There's a great, there is a really pervy scene, and it's hilarious. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we're, all right, interesting that you mentioned that because it turns out we're both going back to the sixties. Ooh, all right. I would like you. We just we just got done with Halloween, mm-hmm. and that's why I gave you like a semi horror film that is very not scary. But I'm gonna stay a little bit spooky, but still very very family friendly. Ah, uh, teeny spooks. All right. I want you to do a modern update of a '60s classic, a family favorite, a Disney film, in fact. Mm. Uh, and you are gonna remake for me for the modern era. Bed knobs and broomsticks, motherfucker. What? Oh yeah, my I really want to see. Get Angela Lansbury back. She's still alive. <laughs> is is that the? That's like the witch. Yeah, there's one where a, a, one witch holds off all the Nazis. Wait, really? Wait, there are Nazis. That's how that movie ends. She she animates a bunch of like night night armor, and the Nazis try to invade Britain, and she holds them off. Um, okay, d- you aren't allowed to tell me anymore because I had no idea this movie involves witches, and I am. What? I'm so oh. in. Bedos and Broomsticks is the shit. It's so tight. All right, sweet. I guess this is. I guess. Like, oh, right. Awesome. Cool. I'm so. Oh. I am. So I have to. I have to remake it. I am so into this. I guess we're not going to do this because I'm going to be in a yeah. wreck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still sticking with um, this bit. Oh no. So like, I mean, that's that's really sad. Then I mean, like, it's, I would love to shame. do this, but uh, this that's really exciting. But you're going to go make your millions as uh, acoustic porn man and. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, um, obviously, like the the porn, as we all know, um, uh, people in porn cannot speak to people outside of porn. It's, no, uh, it's a it's it's a strict code. Yeah, and it, I know about this, you know, from certain sources that I'm not allowed to reveal. Yeah, you're like you know, like the porn life. Uh, it's a bit you like don't choose the porn life. I, the porn life chooses you. And yeah, if I if I tell you about my my porn experiences, they'll get me. Yeah, exactly. And y- mm-hmm. you don't want to be get got. In, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, like, uh, bye forever. Um, bye forever, Adam Brody. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a wonderful time. Uh, it's been great. I love and, you. And, <laughs> and, and bye and bye to our listeners. <laughs> Uh, you can so yeah you can find me at um, uh, in a- in Los XXX, Angeles <laughs> xxx big dicks tube <laughs> dot dot fucks I don't know I don't know what they're called dicks tube dot dicks tube dot fucks let's end this Christ <laughs> okay all right all right all right, all right. bye, bye, bye everyone. everybody.